，你而家听紧嘅系 Eton Radio。Welcome back to Colony Kids SOS. It's been, I think, a few weeks since、um, we had our last episode. I think it's been a bit of a holiday and Christmas and New Year break.、Um, but we're really excited to be back here.、Uh, for those of you who haven't been on, who haven't listened to this show before, it's a series、uh, where we invite our friends, creatives, artists,、um, social change makers,、um, and friends of. Eaton to come and talk to us about the their craft, their art,、um, the city, and also how it's like been, how life has been like during this time of sort of crisis and challenge.、Um, and today we're really excited to have somebody who's performed here a few times already, both online and、um, in person. ASJ or Shalisha, also known as ASJ.、Um, Um, who's a mu- musical artist and a vocalist now,、um, and who recently came out with her album,、um, her second album, which I was、uh, very privileged to see partly live.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was amazing. I think it was the last time I'd seen a live performance, and it's really lucky to be, be able to experience that during this time. And it it was like a reminder of how nice and how important it is for the soul to see、mm-hmm. live music and be with that community and just sort of like let emotions out. So yeah. Um, I guess let's just start off with a quick introdu- introduction. You yourself introducing、um, who you are,、um, the work that you do, and the, maybe the various yeah, I guess very various parts of your music or your art form. Okay. Uh, so uh, my name is Shalisha Lang, and my artist name is ASJ, which stands for a spiritual journey, and. Actually, I name myself a spiritual journey is because of one encounter that I had,、um, which is actually like a spiritual awakening.、Um, like after I,、uh, like after I, I don't know whether I can say this, <laughs> but、um, but okay. So like the spiritual awakening is、uh, like when I. Realized like I have to pursue my purpose, and at that time, like I was always like really like、uh, like grabbing like attention by music and sound, and I always have this like fanatic of learning drumming and also like band sounds back then, and then、um, and that kind of like drive me and makes me start making music, and I realized because like I'm not really good at. You know, doing the drumming, my hands like it just doesn't cooperate together. <laughs> so I realized that、like, I can just use a mouse and you know make music just through a、uh, software, and that's how I realized, oh, I can actually make music through that. And then I start making music, and that's like a kind of like an awakening for me to like pursue what I want to do. Yeah. How old were you when you said you had that experience where? You- Uh, I guess on one hand it's when you started drumming, and the other it's when you started experimenting with electronic. Right.、Yeah. Um, so when I was when I start drumming, it was、uh, in high school, I think high school,、uh, like secondary, secondary three, yeah, secondary three. 
but I wasn't like really crazy about it because like uh, I was crazy about bands, mm. but I wasn't crazy about playing drums. That I wanted to be like, oh, really good drummers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, what's the second question again? Uh, so, I mean, normally we, at this point, uh, so there's tons of other questions. So, um, right. first of all, we kind of just like warm up the space and I uh -huh. ask you, how are you feeling? Because um, it's just, I think, um, since the beginning of this show, so much has happened. We kind of started this in April of this year um, mm -hmm. and that was at a specific time in Hong Kong. And now it's also at a different time. And how are you, how are you holding up emotionally and right. just how are you? Um. I think like COVID-19 kind of makes me more grounded in myself and uh, like in general, it creates, you know, chaos in the world. But like individually, like only that I have to wear a mask every single day is like to, to you know, to um, like it's my responsibility to, you know, make, make this effort. Uh... But in general, I think, yeah, it made me, like, treasure more time with my family. Uh, and I get to, like, self-explore more, like, when I'm at home. Yeah. But even though, like, sometimes, like, when I'm continuously at home, then I won't be able to, uh, like, having that inspiration of making music all the time. Uh, once in a while, I need to go to parties and stuff. But, like, now, I there isn't any parties uh, I mean like real parties yeah like real bass sound music mm. but there is none so it's kind of depressing of not being able to go to events yeah um so I know that you explained how the spiritual spiritual awakening kind of started for you um and do you still carry that sort of spiritual experience or spirituality with you? And, you know, for those of you familiar with your music, it is very spiritual. And I know that you were also doing, um, I don't know, like, uh, sound experiences or uh -huh. like spiritual, what are those called when you? Sound baths. <laughs> like one of those. Thank you, James, behind the camera. Like gong like, bath. Yeah, exactly. I, I know that right. you like created a sound piece for that. Um, yeah. What what role does spirit? So first, what role does spirituality play, and then after, we're gonna play a piece of yours so that people can actually okay. connect to it. But yeah, what does uh, what role does spirituality play in your life and your music? Okay, it's um, spirituality is like. Mm. Sometimes I kind of like I'm not exactly a hundred percent spiritual, okay, to be honest. Because sometimes I would just pave a way to like different paths and just like experience that. But spirituality always like brings me back to a more grounded me. Like uh it it is like it takes a really respon responsible role, I think, like for spirituality. It is something that drive me to become who I am today. And also like my spiritual awakening also drives me to like what I'm doing now and expressing myself fully and everything. Um, without it, like I wouldn't be like this now. Yeah, because, um, because it, I didn't have that access of, of, um, of that creative 
like creative sense of mind. Like it, it didn't exist in me before, but like after the spiritual awakening, um, it it is in me now. Like yeah. Do you want to? What piece would you like to play? And then we can think. Um, maybe the latest one, Lucy Satori. Yeah. So the music talks about um, like uh, the lucid dream that I had. Um, like it always came back to me. Like there's always this like lucid dreaming moments in me. Like when I realize myself uh, in a lucid dream, sometimes like people said they would fly into the sky or mm -hmm. they would be able to like control themselves in in the in a dream, right? But like. For me, I'm always like really scared. I don't know why. I'm always really scared when I'm in this dream. I was like, oh, I can control myself in a dream. I'm scared. And then I, I won't be like, I would be, I would panic. But at the same time, I'll be like, okay, I need to, I need to wake up. I need to wake up. So that's actually, uh, you know, that's the, that's the, the, the lyrics is about, about mm -hmm. the lucid dream that I had. And I'm kind of like panicked, but I know that I am in control. And that's also something that related to my fear. Like every time when I'm fear of uh, me being able to control a dream, it's like something that I have to learn. Like I have to learn this lesson of, uh, of being able to control my emotions, control like the things that it's, that's all in my head. Yeah have to like control myself to be able to to shine or yeah, to make something that's worthwhile yeah do you want to talk about um the whole just describe the, the experience of creating the last album uh -huh. um or you know your creative process since we're on particular song or you want to just give us a bit of context on the album and whether that's about dreams or um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the latest album is called uh, Duplicate Cognizance. And um, like the whole concept behind the album is um, besides of dreams, it's about um, some of my uh, experiences that I had, like in terms of like spiritually. Uh, some of the you know negative emotions were also in uh, some of the tracks. So it's basically like my my internal emotions and um it, it's actually mm, it actually talk about like uh, uh let me let me pro process my thought um like uh 
the album name called Duplicate Connaissance is because uh, I think like there is like duality in the world. Like when we focus on positive, like positive things will come, just like law of attraction. And when negative things, when you focus on negative and you might see ghosts, you might experience something bad. And I think like the vibrations in the world definitely affects what we are attracting in our lives. So like, um, when we hear people like saying experiences uh, from their point of view, it's also their vibration as well. So the Wicked Connaissance, like based on the name of the album, is um, it's talking about like the duality in the earth, like whether like what we are focusing on grow. Yeah, and then like all the songs are kind of like based on like based on this theory of mine, and I made like all the songs into an album like just based on this theory, and then I uh, created each each song like that. So this is Satori is a part of it, uh, one of it, and then um, my other songs don't remember the names. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I need to look it back. But like, um, because like when I make tracks, uh, like I just do, I just like go with the flow. I just do it, you know, naturally. And then I find a song name to fit into mm. the tr the track. And yeah, so I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Do you? So you, you mentioned uh, the duality, um, and. We noticed that uh, the other names of your albums also have to do with, well, I guess, singularity or, or, or duality. So the road to become one, duplicate cognizance, and the illusion of separation. Is there a thread um, between these and, and this sort of duality and singularity? Yes. Um, like uh, all of the albums that I named, uh, I would say it's all related to spirituality and... Um, it's all came from the experiences that I had. Yeah, and it's all related to, um, I think like my truth, like in a way, like my truth to my experiences. Yeah. Speaking of your experiences, we know that uh, you, you moved to the UK. Um, I guess we you, you've moved a few times, right? You were in Taiwan, you moved to Hong Kong, and then yeah. you moved to the UK and you're back here now. Um, how have these moves, I guess, affected or influenced your your art, your art and um, your spirituality, or how it does inform the albums that you create? Uh -huh. um, yeah, how does it affect your art? I guess. Okay, um, I think like when I was in Taiwan, it's kind of like brightened me up because uh, uh, the music scene in in Taiwan is quite. Um, they have like a really tight scene, like. Um, I don't know whether it's uh, because like I joined this uh, group called Beatmaker Taipei, and then I started to figure out oh how to make tracks, and like people they are really friendly, like everybody like help out each other, so it's like a really good community. Um, and then like that was like one point that I was motivated by you know knowing those people when I was there, and. Uh, after that, I came back to Hong Kong um, and then I started uh, joining Absurd Tracks, which is a label that's uh, created by Gavin. 
and uh, and then I start doing things independently. Um, uh, but I think like my experience in Taiwan definitely helped me to be more creative in a way. I, I was not bound into uh, like the social norms in Hong Kong because mm-hmm. like, I had like different experience outside and like I've met different perspective and stuff. Yeah, and like, mm, yeah, and also like, uh, Bimaker Taipei definitely helped me a lot. Like, definitely, like, is one of my big inspiration at the time. Like, is that when you started doing it more seriously? Like, you, yeah, yeah. At what point did you? We'll go back to that question, but I guess, at what point did you know you really wanted to take it very seriously, being a musical artist? Because now um, it's like. It, it's a career, and in a way, I feel like it's yeah, very yeah, seriously. yeah. yeah. What point did did you know that? Um, when <laughs> when Gavin uh, like Epsa Tracks released the first album mm. that I've ever made, um, the road to become one, and at that point, I realized oh, I should keep doing it because it's possible. Mm. Like, I never Maybe. thought like it's possible actually to release an album and then. Wow, it mm. <laughs> it happens. So it's great. Yeah, and I also like keep believing that to happen, mm. and yeah, and it happens to me. So it's great. So going back to the question, um, and how did uh you, the UK? Oh yeah, how did that I- impact your your practice? Uh huh. Um, I was in the UK for like uh around nine months um because um i didn't go there because of anything i just went there uh together with my boyfriend and then i went to meet up with his family and stuff and um luckily um gavin got contact with uh a lot of events and then we did a europe tour and also at that time uh I uh, like most of the time because like, I was staying in Cardiff with my boyfriend. Then I get really inspired by you know the really quiet environment. Um, I can just like completely like focus on making music in some way. And compared to Hong Kong, which is so chaotic, like I find it really peaceful um, staying abroad, like in, in a suburb area. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, like my inspiration mostly came from you know, like the surroundings, like besides me, not just you know on you know music scene or like of course like the music scene in in the UK it's really prosperous and there are so many different uh, varieties like so many different events that's happening, yeah. But mostly like things that inspired me are. Uh, like the people I meet, like the conversation that I had with them, and uh, yeah, just like experiences, yeah. And um, like in terms of inspiration in in uh, in Europe, um, the best experience was uh, of course in Bergheim. Mm. That was like one of the best, <laughs> <laughs> one of the best because um, big sound system. And the crowds were like moving crazy. Like <laughs> I've never seen, like, like the crowds is like so passionate. I'm not sure like whether, <laughs> whether like all the people are on trucks or something. <laughs> but um, 
there, but it, it's a really good vibe. Mm. Like like people are really inclusive. Like they they really accept new things, uh, in in Berlin, and it's crazy. And also other places as well, like Barcelona, um, uh. And what does that unlock for you? I mean, if anything, does that like? I don't know, is there some form of, even if it's a small awakening or a sense of liberation, like, does that, oh, yeah, how yeah. does that echo into, how does, how, how does that feed into your, yeah, your sound, if, it, if at all? Yeah. Um, yeah, after I went to Europe, like, doing a tour, I felt more, like, I felt like the things that I did is not that good. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it's not like, it's not, Mm, because like there's so many artists out mm. there and I realized I should upgrade myself mm. like I I can't just stay into like one more because like like all the other artists like uh in in like abroad basically um they have like different things going on not just like really focusing on one thing and yeah that's that's something I I have discovered mm. I don't know whether that makes sense or not sure yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, you, you, you said a few times that after you moved back from Taiwan, there is like Hong Kong is kind of constrained or um, that Hong Kong compared to Cardiff, there's a lot of, it's very chaotic. How do you find peace in Hong Kong? How do you still stay creative or find mm-hmm. that center, which I imagine is important for your work? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, the latest album that I made, uh, I made that when I was in uh, the UK, mm. and um, and then ever since I came back, I, I, I've made something new. Uh, mm, actually, to be honest, it's quite hard to find peace in Hong Kong. Uh, like when I find peace, like lately, I've been starting to do meditation again. Uh, like as my morning routine ever since I came back from the UK like most of the time I slept really late and stuff mm. like I just couldn't tune back the Europe time like I was living in Europe time like four days ago actually <laughs> yeah. and then uh, but then like lately I started to realize oh maybe I should start you know having a better lifestyle and stuff yeah I'm only human, so like it's not like even even though like um, I would say like I'm also getting back into into like the spiritual realm, but at the same time, sometimes I get out of it. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you describe your music as post genre. Um, what does that mean to you uh i think it means uh post-drama means like no genre yeah and i really embrace that because no genres means you can do anything you want in your music yeah so if somebody asked you to describe your music how would you describe it just as post-drama or uh, would you have yeah, I would say post-drama because I don't want to. I don't want to describe. Like, just listen to it yourself, and and decide what um, genre it is. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> um, 
So your first album, you were working with your partnering with a vocalist, but yeah. the most recent one, you actually used your own vocals. You were uh -huh. actually experimenting with that. Um, what was the journey to discovering your yourself? And right. Being having the confidence to put that into your album. Uh huh. Um. Uh. So back then, uh, I always felt like I'm not confident enough to put my vocals out there. I I don't think my my vocal is that good until <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> until Calvin Calvin T. I recommend this for coder for me, and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> With the vocoder, then I'll be able to be anything. I can sound really good and realize like, oh, I, I can sound good. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to Calvin T for mm. his suggestion. And then we also kind of like start doing vocals at the same time. Like Calvin and I, mm. we kind of like influence each other in a way. Yeah. And yeah. And then just because of the vocoder and that makes me more confidence in singing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I use vocoder. <laughs> <laughs> and she drinks VLT. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, I, I guess in Hong Kong, what's really, um, we've actually had Kelvin here and um, we've had Alex here. Um, and uh, I think everybody in some way has brought up um, absurd tracks which you mentioned before and thrown in the name Gavin um, and it's a really important I guess and, and you said because Gavin said had worked with you to come up with your first album and you thought that was possible yeah. do you want to just talk about absurd tracks um, and the I don't not to like say the importance and, and this community and how you guys work together because that mm -hmm. you said you kind of work side by side with Kelvin and you both experimented with vocals. It just seems like there is a really special kind of community that is small but really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to just. Yeah. So uh, after Trash started out, I think it's in 2016. And then um, eventually, like when I came back to Hong Kong, um, Kelvin, uh, Gavin uh, hit me up. Uh, Gavin is the person, the founder of Absurd Tracks. So um, uh, he created this platform and he started to uh, include uh, all the members, um, like some of the artists in Hong Kong. And by that time, like he knew me through uh, Sonia, Sonia Calico, that's based in Taiwan. And then, um, yeah, and then he contacted me and then that's how it goes. Um, to be honest, like I think Absurd Tracks is a really good platform for like all of us to explore ourselves and because like between us, because Gavin is always mm, Gavin is like the boss of Absurd Tracks, so he's not really like involved in in, in our creative progress. So uh, for like my creative progress, like it would involve with uh, Calvin and Alex. Um, at a time and um, like with them it just made the whole thing more possible because like we're all doing the same thing and there's a platform who support us to do that and yeah I think like that's like one of the best memories and like best things that had happened mm -hmm. yeah um, in terms of like making music in terms of like you know getting myself out there and Gavin definitely like did a good job yeah um 
so going back to your your own work, um, especially like du duplicate cognizance, mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk about the art and the visual aspect of it. So uh, when I went to go see the live part, I know that Skeena was doing, was actually created an entire like narrative, a storyline, a visual. Mm. Um, I want to... Yeah, I want to, like it's almost like a film. I don't want to call it like a VJ, but like almost like a film. Yeah. Um, and same with the cover. Um, do you want to tell us about the role of the visual and the and the story behind it? Mm. And it, does that connect directly with what you were talking before with the duplicity and duality? Yeah. So um, actually, like the like the communication progress of me and skin is um, really natural. Like it just happened. Like when I like when I communicate with him like he just knows what I want like for my vision and um like for me because I always like liquid like I like things that's like and I like blue and the first thing that he could think of is um blue sky and also with like a jellyfish uh creature um that's also like suitable that's like in water and stuff like that and then like when he brought up the idea of uh the creatures and everything I felt like oh it's actually like the things that I've been thinking and like it's something that's like I, I would look forward to like like I would I would like to be included so I like mostly I I uh, I give most of my you know my my confidence or like my my uh how, how should I say that I don't know how to say it but you give him kind of like a free hand to interpret it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I give him to take charge mm -hmm. of uh, of the visual and everything. Um, yeah, because like, I really like Skin's work. Like his work like always resonate with me. And like his idea of, of the world as well. Yeah. Um, I would... I'm trying to think of how to say this. Um, do you feel like... Because I think in Absurd Trucks, are you the only woman? Uh, like now, no. Okay, I think yeah. earlier, I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do you feel like there's... Not that there's a feminine element to your work, maybe, or there's a role in being a female DJ and, and, and musical artist that uh -huh. also... Um, that you think about? Uh-huh. Um... I don't normally think about it. Like in a way I kind of like I kind of see it like naturally. Like I don't really define myself as a female or a male. And yeah. I I, I don't like I don't put like big emphasis on it, but like when people brought it up I would be like, Oh, oh that's actually true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like in general, like back then like people always say like, uh DJs uh most DJs are males, are guys. And like girls like should be DJs that have boobs, uh, showing the legs and stuff. You know, those kind of really cringe DJs. Yeah. Like like the ones that shows the boobs off and just like press play and like those kind of DJ. Um but that's just a norm and, and that's not what what's happening to me. So uh yeah, I don't think like gender actually uh affects me that much. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare as a DJ, or how do you actually plan out your DJ sets? Um, do you kind of go into them, kind of freehand and like with mm -hmm. a sort of mood that you're trying to create, or do you create an entire journey? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what kind of DJ are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I plan out what I want to play. Uh, for example, uh, for like mixes, uh, when radio channels want me to do um, those, like then I would plan out, uh, you know, the emotions that I was feeling at the time. Uh, sometimes bangers, sometimes maybe just really chill vibe, really fans. And then... Uh, when I have, uh, like when I do live set, I normally do improvising instead because I think improvising is more free and you don't have to be, you know, in a certain mode while you're playing it. Um, but when yeah, you're doing me... vocals, it's a bit harder to do improv improvising, right? It has to oh, be yeah, a lot more yeah, yeah, definitely. structured. Yeah. But if I do live set, mm. then uh, of course I need mm. to um, plan it out. Yeah. And, Mm, for example, like the the like the latest performance that I did, um, for like my song making progress is more like, um, I goes with uh like one section, um, first, and I would just like go with it, like I would just go along with it, like uh, I don't do it independently, like. Uh, some songs I work on it independent. That's just like uh, one of the tracks that's in the album. Like I can pick the song back into and and match it with the set. But uh, I would do uh, the whole set at once, like like in one in in like in one live set. Yeah, <laughs> in one live set, and then. Um, and then like some somehow like if I think oh it's a bit boring and then I would add uh, one of my song into the set so it makes mm. some transition and stuff yeah mm. but I do it in one go yeah but of course like maybe in a month like in the same set I'm not very clear no but maybe I'm just not technical enough to understand because <laughs> no, I'm no, not no. A DJ um, or musical artist. But. To be more clear, okay. Um, okay, I understand what you mean. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I use some softwares. Um, uh, some of the time, I create a sound on my own. Um, I use uh, some plugins, um, some extra VSTs like uh, Massive, uh, Serum. I create my own sound. And then, um, so in my whole set, like I would use samples and also using my own sounds to create it. Uh, so the energy normally would go from uh, quiet to really energetic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and my whole working progress is uh, like working in one set um in a go like i wouldn't separate them into like different chunks yeah is it more clear now yes yeah thank okay. you <laughs> you passed nice. um this is kind of i feel like this is a simpler question um who are some artists that you go back to who you really admire that have influenced your work mm -hmm. um and yeah, you kind of return to and, and listen to or just are really important for you. Um, definitely Sonia Calico. Um, also many other artists like uh, Swimfo, um, Hyphy, um, 
they're from the label, the Shanghai label Subcouts. Uh, like most of the artists that's from the label Subcouts. Uh, Embryo. Um, and sometimes I, I listen to uh, like Vortex. Uh, what's that called? Um, yeah, Vortex. And like lately I also listen to some of PC Music. Uh, 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 Charlie... Um, Dorian Electra, like a lot of things inspire me. I would say, yeah. Don't have a specific one. Yes. Um, trying to think, sort of a last last two questions. Um, I like so. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read this one out because I just feel like it's. So, um, in our past interview, we've asked somebody about chaos in order in their work. Chaos mm -hmm. in order. Um. Do you consider that like these tensions and how do you actually create the tensions in your work and that kind of energy? And is there, yeah, I mean, maybe it's chaos and, and, and order, but what other kinds of friction or dynamics do you really use in, in uh -huh. your work? Okay. Um, so experimenting is the key, I think, in terms of chaos, um, which turns into order. Like, um, for example, like when I make a track, um, I would start from, you know, nothing. Like I would start from, you know, just like, just some like basic sounds and then, which maybe turns out to be really chaotic, but, um, it's actually really, really good use for making a track because like you just need to find the sounds that you want. And then, um, yeah. So like as you experiment, um, like you can create like crazy sounds and that turns into order. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh. What is, how do you, again, maybe since I'm not technical, but how do you, what is that process for that crazy sound to turn into order? Like, what's the process? Um, so for example, I put in like a, like an instrument um, for example, uh, like a, what is that? Like an analog signal. Um, I put that into my laptop like a sample and I could just add distortion to it. Um, then it, be, it cracks and then like the sound cracks and then I could just add a compressor, make it louder and I can add a reverb, uh, make it like sound um, watery and I can add another distortion again and then more distortion just keep piling up mm. and it would just like create a banging sound yeah and so that's like that's how chaos turns into order I like that so much that was such a nice <laughs> I mean really just like breaking it down like that it felt like I could visualize it yeah. and um, I always felt like being in your sets. I mean, I remember there was a set here and I can't remember if you were opening for Qualiatic or it was after Qualiatic or something. Oh. Was it? Was, was it you? Uh, there was, there was, I remember you, you were here and it, it just felt like there was moments of like, it was almost cathedral-like. Uh -huh. And so when we're talking about chaos into order, I can really, and you're describing that layer and that banging, I can really visualize it and feel it. Right. So <laughs> it was really nice. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Last two questions. This is one that we ask everybody. Um, how would you describe this generation of Hong Kong artists, or this not just this generation, 
Would you prefer? I, I prefer this generation. Um, how would you describe your generation? This generation. This generation yeah. of artists. Um, I think there are so much things going on. Um, in terms of like nowadays, like artists. Um, I think we're all really creative, and also like, I think creativity just like, uh, it expands like. It, like before it wasn't like that that obvious but like now everything it's it's like more on an, on like the creative sides um like many things in fault for example like eaton hotel like now there's this platform terrible baby for us to like like perform and stuff but like back then it doesn't have that and it's definitely changed it changed a lot and um creatives are everywhere and um we just have to like embrace uh the togetherness and keep working on it and then gradually we will make change to the world yes it's very hopeful <laughs> nice. Uh, I hope so. Um, and then what's and thanks for doing this interview. Oh, like thanks. this, well, this we'll interview do this plug is... after. But thanks for these t-shirts. <laughs> yes, it was very nice to bring us t-shirts. And um, where where can people actually support you and get these t-shirts? Oh, it's on Bandcam. You guys can search our we are asj and then um, it's in one of my it's in duplicate connaissance. Uh, like the album page and you you can see it you can buy it from there yeah or private message me <laughs> um, and also uh, listen to the album on Bandcamp and, yeah and, no. and, and, and the t-shirt um, and then finally what is there anything else coming up or what's next for you what are you working on is there anything for us to look forward to uh-huh um I've been working on actually another album. Uh, even though I know I said I wasn't that inspired lately, but I've got some some tracks. <laughs> Try, <laughs> tracks. <laughs> I, I've got something um, which might be releasing soon, but I'm still finding the best time. Yeah, because like lately I've just been relaxing and. Um, just feeling lazy yes <laughs> that's okay yeah yeah so so watch out for these tracks yeah watch <laughs> it out oh and i'm actually going to have a a, a like a mix on mm. so um exciting be prepared for that and um nothing much gonna happen actually yeah, I might have something releasing soon, so check it out. Uh, also, if I don't have any new stuff coming out, uh, check out my old stuff <laughs> 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 on Bandcamp or on SoundCloud. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, ASJ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Thank you, James. <laughs> Thank you, team in the back. Yeah. Cool. It's a wrap. Is it good? That was good. Did you want to ask the question about, or is it, it's already over, but maybe as a bonus, like the... Oh, sorry. Okay. We can always... <laughs> cut back. Are there any questions <laughs> from the floor?
it, right. It's a bit of an abstract question, but I don't know how you feel about that. Like, if so, if we're, in, we're we have to ask it. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> we, we don't have to put this in, but it was just like something I was curious about. But it's, if it's a good it's, answer, we're going to wish that we recorded it. So. Okay. So. Okay, but do should I ask you? Okay, so James <laughs> is wondering um, whether or not your, in, in ter- I guess, um, you, not a relationship to your gear, but um, whether your equipment or your computer or your gear speaks to you, and or um, and does it, I guess, have a, have a sound or a calling or a creation of its own, a role in your creation, or is it just a medium through which whatever you're creating happens happens to need to go through? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a tough question. Mm-hmm. But I would say... Um, because like, like in terms of like experimenting music, like sometimes you would, um, you know, kind of like rely on the software and you would want it to give you something. Like sometimes it's like that. But sometimes, like I think half and half, like... Um. Uh, like when I am like more creative like when I really want to create like a certain sound then I wouldn't rely on it I would just like um, you know find sounds and uh, just make the sounds that I want but like when I can't when I'm not creative and then I want to get some ideas then that would be a way that the machine will help me to do that so I think half and half, yeah, half and half. Yeah. Do you is feel it? like? Do you feel like there's almost like an energy coming from your yeah. machines that's almost like a, that? Like, let's say if if I'm a I'm a, if I if I'm a, I play piano and I'm super passionate about piano, it's almost like I have a relationship uh-huh. to my piano. Right. That like when I see it, it calls me to it. Right. It's almost like a living thing. It's like. A, Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like where's where's the inspiration coming from? Like, so some people would say that it's coming from like a higher power or like ancestors or something like that. So, where do you think where do you think the inspiration to make a dis, uh, a decision is coming from? Like, like a, a musical decision. Like, where do you think that's coming from? As a spiritual person, like, do you think that's coming from like a higher power, or do you think it's just it's just you, or you think it's like your ancestors kind of like? Oh, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it comes from um, not a higher power, but like, you know, like my soul. Because I believe like my soul is not my first time coming on earth. Mm. I think it's like a, I've reincarnated a certain time, but I don't know who I was back then. But the reason that I'm here to experience these things right now, like I had this spiritual awakening was like, I believe that like my past life had experienced something. Like like my past life kind of affected me. And to nowadays, I need to express it. Like there's some message that I need to say. Yeah. But it's not from the machine though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Okay.